Hello, and welcome to the Hooked on Health podcast. This is your host, Dr. Sean T. Lorden, and author of The 11 Winning Secrets to Stop Aging in Its Tracks. Enjoy the show. So, hello, and welcome to uh, the Shoulder Pain Workshop today. So, I'm the host, Dr. Sean Lorden, and uh, we're going to talk about everything today, uh, shoulder-related and what you need to know specifically to win the battle against rotator cuff tears, either full or partial, torn labrums, frozen shoulder, and of course, you know, subacromial impingement, one of the most, most common and more common diagnoses we see here at Concierge. A little bit about me, uh, I am the owner here at Concierge PT, uh, board certified in orthopedics through the American Physical Therapy Board of Specialties. Uh, and uh, we see, you know, everything from A to Z here, pediatrics, women's health, uh, well-versed here at Concierge PT, uh, but specifically I've been working with people with shoulder pain uh, for over a decade, uh, and I really enjoy treating shoulder, shoulder pain. Um, it's one of my particular uh, specialties and, and things that I like to see, uh, especially in the athlete, but, you know, also I like to see more difficult shoulders as well. Um, and, uh, and get people healthy and, and, and fix that, those nasty lagging uh, aches and pains. So what are you gonna learn today? What's in it for you? Okay, so you're gonna learn specific ways that you can manage your shoulder pain. And feel free again, you know, if you're live on this call, just type it in the chat box and if I can answer any of your questions, uh, I'm happy to do so toward the end, okay? Uh, learn the next steps to treat your shoulder pain no matter what your diagnosis or how long it's been bothering you. You're going to learn about a specific exam technique that we do here um, to help with your shoulder pain. Later on today at two o'clock, we're going to interview Dr. Phil Leahy, uh, who's an orthopedic surgeon, and he's going to talk about assessing the shoulder uh, from an orthopedic sur surgery perspective and what he looks for. Uh, and later on today, not, not during this webinar, but later on at two o'clock, you're going to have the opportunity to ask us both questions, uh, both Dr. Leahy and myself, um, if you need personal advice or uh, you're just interested in, in something uh, more specific to you. So I'm making that available for you. All right, let's talk about who, who shoulder pain affects, right? Uh, and, and what the problem is in the United States with, with shoulder pain, okay? So about 25% of us will experience shoulder pain in our lifetimes, okay? And up to 5% of folks uh, will experience shoulder, frozen shoulder, which we call adhesive capsulitis. Okay, so adhesive capsulitis is, is just a tough, a tough, a tough monster to, to tackle. Frozen shoulder is, uh, is usually uh, seen in those who, ha who have hypothyroidism or, or some sort of diabetes. Uh, you're at almost a 30% higher chance of developing um, adhesive capsulitis if you, if you have diabetes or, or a thyroid, thyroid issue. Um, so typically those are the first questions that I ask if you have a really stiff joint. And, and again, in terms of age, you could be as young as 30 and have a frozen shoulder. It usually affects females more than males, but we'll get into that later. Um, but let's just talk about rotator cuff tears, right? So everybody, you know, whenever I'm out, you know, anywhere I go, you know, people ask me questions about, you know, their body, their aches, their back, their shoulder, their knee. But a lot of times that, you know, with people with shoulder pain, they'll ask, do you think I have a, a torn rotator cuff? And honestly, if you're over 60, you have a 50% chance of having a torn cuff. Uh, that doesn't mean that it's fully torn, 
So we'll get into that a little bit later, but 50% of those from over the age of 60 have a, at least a partially torn rotator cuff. And that's because over time, every decade after your, your 30s, so starting in your 40s, your rotator cuff gets less blood flow as you age. And what happens is that tissue starts to fray and it starts to zipper back a little bit. And uh, the muscle just isn't as strong as it used to be. And especially unless you're a physical therapist or you're a personal trainer or an orthopedic surgeon, you don't know the exercises to do to prevent shoulder atrophy and shoulder uh, just normal sarcopenia or muscle wasting that happens with age. Okay. So sarcopenia is just a, it's a fancy term for muscle wasting. Muscle wasting happens at 1% per year after the age of 35. Okay. So that's a common phenomenon. And that's just, you know, muscle volume. Um, so those who are 60 years old are going to have 25% less muscle volume if they don't do anything to strengthen. This is assuming that they're not exercising regularly or doing shoulder exercises regularly. They're gonna have 25% muscle volume than their 35 year old counterpart, okay? So that's a problem. But what's good about this and you know, the positive out of that stat is that although those who are 60 plus 50% of whom will have a partially torn rotator cuff on an MRI, only, uh, 30% or so. So asymptomatic tears are twice as common as symptomatic tears. Okay. So you're most likely not to have symptoms, but it's, it gets complicated later in life because if you do have a little bit of a tear, there's a high prevalence of that partial tear turning into a full thickness tear, but we'll talk about that later. So asymptomatic tears are, are twice as common as symptomatic, meaning you could have a rotator cuff tear and have no symptoms at all, which is fine, but we just need to know that because of your age, we're, that's going to be a muscle group that we want to hit. Okay. Women in general have half the shoulder strength that men do. Uh, those who do have that cuff tear have a 50% likelihood of it turning into, uh, into pain or into a full thickness tear later in life. Okay. Let's talk about rotator cuff pain in, in just a sedentary uh, population, right? So let's say you're working a desk job. 70% of rotator cuff defects are occurring in, in folks who are working at a desk or, or doing just light work. And that's contradictory to what you might think. I mean, most people think, you know, I would think that somebody working in construction or somebody doing a baseball pitcher uh, would have a much higher prevalence of, um, you know, rotator cuff de uh, defect. But uh, although the rotator cuff tears are high in that population, uh, we see a lot of rotator cuff tears in sedentary people. And that's, again, and this is just my simple hypothesis uh, through anecdotal ev evidence. But a lot of this is because nobody's, nobody knows what exercises to do to hit the posterior rotator cuff and to, to fix, um, you know, to prevent these rotator cuff tears in their 40s and 50s from happening in their 60s and 70s. And then when they're in their 70s, 60s and 70s, what they can do with their shoulder blades and other muscle groups to help take the pressure off of those rotator cuff muscles to get rid of the pain, okay? Uh, two thirds of uh, rotator cuff tear cases are men. So men are tearing their cuffs at a higher prevalence uh, than women are. What does shoulder pain cost the average American? Okay, so I always like to talk about this because it's a, it's a real thing, right? So. Um, Chronic pain is a huge industry in, in the United States uh, at the clip of about over 600 billion. Uh, 20 years ago, the cost of treating the shoulder was $7 billion. Uh, 
that I'm sure is almost triple what it is. Uh, it's almost triple that today. Okay. Rotator cuff repairs can cost upwards of 20 grand. It could even be more than that. Um, but what is the trickle down effect to you as a consumer? It means that you're most likely hitting your out-of-pocket max in that insurance benefit. Okay. That's typically in the 11 to $15,000 range that's out-of-pocket for you. So what I always say is, you know, you have to, you really should try PT first and we'll get into that later. But, you know, even if your PT deductible is, you know, let's say it's $2,000, you're not even getting close to that 11 to $15,000 range that you're going to definitely hit if you have surgery. So, uh, and as we'll see later, almost 80% of people are going to recover if they've just got a simple impingement in their shoulder uh, and a partial thickness rotator cuff tear. 80% of people are going to have a, a positive outcome uh, given about a year of therapy. So definitely going to try the therapy route first. It's going to save you a lot of money. Okay. Lost wages and medical bills. I mean, you're almost, you're at 20, between 25,000 and hundred K for the average American due to a shoulder problem. And the toughest thing about the shoulder is that, especially if you need a full thickness, if you have a full thickness tear, meaning the muscles fully torn and you need a repair, you're not back to normal for at least six months. And really you're not fully back to normal for a year. Uh, and Dr. Leahy will talk about this when we talk at two o'clock, but you can't start strengthening until three months after the surgery. And that's to protect, you know, obviously to protect the incision site and protect the tendon and the muscle. Uh, but that's just for a simple rotator cuff repair. It could easily, you know, if we're talking about, uh, you know, a labral repair as well, or uh, if there's a fracture in there, it could, it could totally complicate our biceps tenodesis. Uh, I mean, there are certain things that, uh, go into these surgeries that are, that can complicate the timeline. So I would say on average, you know, even if you're going back to desk work, it's at least three months. And if you're going back to something heavy duty, like a police work or fireman or something like that, it's, it's a year. Um, it's really about nine months to a year. Who should I see first? So this is a huge question that I get almost across the board, no matter what the diagnosis, should I see my PCP or specialist? I'm a huge advocate, especially in the world of direct access and people don't really know what direct access means. So let me explain it again. You can come right off the street and see a doctor of physical therapy without going to see your primary care physician first. And really the good PT offices, and I, and I like to think mine's, my office is a good PT office, is able to screen out if you've got a fracture or a fully torn rotator cuff, something that really needs an MRI or an x-ray, we're going to send you right back to either your primary care uh, or a specialist like you know Dr. Leahy, whom we have a relationship with, to further examine what's going on if we don't feel like uh, something within our realm that we can get you better. That's why you want to find a company that really works well with other um, practitioners to make sure that you've got a team that's looking at your care. Okay. But the research also supports coming to see a specialist first. And by specialist, I, I do mean a PT or an orthopedic surgeon. Uh, it's going to save you money and you're going to get back to your life sooner. Okay. Because quite frankly, and if you look at the bottom of the slide here, PTs and orthopedic surgeons are hand in hand when tested against MRIs we know what's going on clinically, okay? And that's the MRIs prove that. And we are almost 70% more accurate with your diagnosis than a non-orthopedic provider. So if you've got a rotator cuff tear, myself, it's a slightly higher too with uh, PTs that are board certified in orthopedics. We're almost within a percentile of an orthopedic surgeon. Uh, but even regular doctors of PT are within um, about 5% of orthopedic surgeons and accurately diagnosing 
uh, musculoskeletal pathology. And the MRIs confirm that. So if you've got a rotator cuff tear, we know, okay? Believe you, believe, believe you me, uh, we know. So we're doing everything we can to fix the problem and you don't even have to go through a gatekeeper. And not to mention when you look at the stats, gatekeepers are costing you four times more. Um, and you're returning to work later, you know, it's just prolonging the process, right? You come right to see me. If you need surgery, I'm gonna refer you to Dr. Leahy. If you don't need surgery, I'm gonna tell you exactly what you do need uh, and we're gonna go from there. Who's getting treated and who's getting bad advice, okay? So again, I mean, this is still, there's still a staggering number of opiate prescriptions in the market for chronic shoulder pain. This has gotten better, at least in Massachusetts, um, you know, with the Baker Plato administration, we've really cracked down on uh, opiate addiction and uh, narcotic distribution, uh, but it's still out there, guys. Uh, so just be aware of that. That does not fix the problem. The mechanical problem of the rotator cuff pathology will never be fixed by a narcotic medication. It synapses at your brain. It attacks, it hits your brain pain receptors. It does not do anything to the joint, okay? In fact, it could make it worse because <laughs> You're doing things that your body shouldn't be doing because pain is your natural response to doing something you shouldn't be doing. Rotator cuff tears are especially common. You know, they're common in jobs where overhead work is common. Okay, carpentry, chefs, admin work, office work. You know, we may call the admin job sedentary, but you, you could be reaching up overhead all day long, you know, for different things ergonomically. So that's something I'd like to take a look at if you do have shoulder pain. Sports-wise, rotator cuff uh, pathology is common in um, baseball, tennis, and swimming. And again, it's all the overhead motion, uh, and that's really an uh, internal impingement we can talk about later. It's a specific type of shoulder pain. Uh, rust and painkillers uh, just don't work. <laughs> just They don't work. Do not rest. Try to put the problem off. If you're having shoulder pain, it's been more than a couple weeks, come go see a, a specialist, Okay. And especially if you've got diabetes or you've got uh, thyroid issues, you better get, get in right away so we can either hit it with a cortisone shot and really get you moving. Um, you just, you wanna be seen by a specialist. Don't screw around with it, okay? And I say here, the cortisone shots um, only mass, cortisone shots can be great depending on where you are and your plan of care, okay? They're capped per lifetime. And Dr. Dr. Leahy will talk about this. You don't wanna be hitting, uh, the joint with too many cortisone shots because it has a lytic effect to the, to the, um, the tendons, meaning that it'll, it'll break down the good stuff in there. We don't want that, okay? Posture, and I would go so far as to say 99% of the time is related to what's going on, okay? Unless there's a fracture, you fall, your posture is a key player in, uh, in shoulder pain. And that's, as we talk about my specific examination technique, that's because it's a 3D joint. There's a lot of moving parts in the shoulder and you really need to, um, a specialist needs to look at them, okay? It's not just do these three movements and let's do three exercises and, and go. You need to look at the whole body, especially at least the whole upper body, uh, starting from the low back and figure out where things are tight and where things are weak. Just to touch on big pharma, um, you know, opiates are obviously ruining lives and masking problems. Uh, I'm making the assumption that hopefully nobody on this webinar is, is addicted to opiates, but, but you may be, and, and, and that's just, you know, that's not, we just need to address it, right? And, and see how we can get to the root cause of the problem, okay? Ibuprofen is also something that, that I'm seeing people are, are not necessarily addicted to um, physiologically, but, you know, they're addicted to the pain relief sometimes that ibuprofen can provide. 
Um, but remember, it's an anti-inflammatory. It's not necessarily solving the mechanical problem, okay? It'll get you through that acute tendonitis phase, but then I need to see if we're strengthening so we can fix what caused the tendonitis in the first place. Um, again, and I harp on the US healthcare system. We do a lot of things well here. I mean, we just came up with a COVID vaccine and not a record amount of time, I think eight months, eight or nine months. I mean, this is usually takes at least seven years to develop a vaccine. So we're doing unbelievable things in this country uh, when we want to, okay? But focusing on prevention and wellness is not one of the things that we do well as, as, a, as a country. And that is what makes concierge different, okay? That is a key differentiator in how we treat disease. And a lot of times we do, we do see people coming in for pain, which is you know, why people generally think of physical therapists, you know, my shoulder hurts, let's go see Sean. But when people come in, I'm not only picking up on their shoulder problem, but I'm noticing 10 other problems or not necessarily problems, but dysfunctions that we're going to address during their plan of care that won't develop into problems later on in their lives. Uh, let's talk about nutrition, sleep, overall exercise program, and mental health. Those all contribute to uh, salubrity and to, and to positive outcomes as well. Okay. Our healthcare system has no emphasis on holistic care or really looking at the whole picture. It's in and out 15 minute PCP appointments um, where they do a PMI, a quick body scan. They don't put you through a movement exam at the primary care office. They do some blood work. They say everything's within normal limits. Come back and see me, see me in a year, okay? What I propose is that everybody come in for a once yearly musculoskeletal checkup. How about that? Where we actually put you through a functional movement test, no matter what age you are and see how well you're moving. And there, that way we can actually prevent disease from happening instead of just reacting and giving cortisone shots and meds and potentially surgery as an answer. Uh, I can tell you right now, Dr. Lee does not want to be doing surgery on, on folks that it could have been prevented on. Okay. Cookie cutter PTs. Oh. <laughs> this is a real, uh, you know, this is one of my pet peeves. And I personally have worked in over 10 orthopedic clinics, some good, some bad. Um, but I can truly say that none of them were cookie cutter PT clinics. Um, some had some characteristics, but uh, let's just go over a couple things. These are red flags. So if you ever show up to PT clinic and uh, this is what you're seeing or you're seeing this around you, get out and get out fast, okay? If you've ever felt like just a number, Okay, handed a home exercise program with ice and stim. Okay, in and out in 30 minutes. Okay, red flags. Okay, here's your home exercises. Here's a little ice and stim. We'll see you once a week for three weeks. You're good to go. Well, you know, if it takes 12 weeks to, to strengthen muscles, how is that going to solve your problem? Okay, do the PT even pick up a reflex hammer or uh, look at you? Okay, uh, if your PCP told you, you know, just try these exercises and just rest, take a couple of ibuprofen, your shoulder will be fine. I mean, that has happened. I can't tell you how many people I bump into that don't, you know, don't know about physical therapy and just say, you know, I, I told my doctor, my, my knee hurt and my shoulder hurt. And they just said, you know, try these couple exercises. They pull something out that's in stick figures. That's, you know, probably done in 1985. And they say, here you go, try these, uh, just rest for a couple of weeks and, and that should help. I think you're more informed. Uh, primary cares are now you just know to refer to PT because we're doctors. You know, most of us are doctors of PT now, and and really, um, you know, they understand and they see our outcomes firsthand. Okay. 
How about this? You're seen for PT for five minutes of hands-on, but that PT is rushing through your treatment. They don't listen to you and they immediately hand you off to uh, either a, a PT assistant, a PTA, um, you know, or an aide. Okay. But you don't get that 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one treatment. Okay. Uh, <laughs> or if you look side to side, you get shoulder pain and everybody's doing the same exercises, the YSDs and I's, the shoulder external routines. I know, I know this happens. I know what happens. And, uh, you were probably at a chain PT clinic, okay? Performing cookie cutter therapy. Okay, unfortunately, sometimes when these clinics get bigger and national, you know, they lose quality, okay? Because they're not looking at every PT and saying, what are your specializations? They're looking and saying, okay, how many patients can you get in the door? Okay, and that's not, that's not the way I run this business. It never will be. And, uh, you know, outcomes are key. Uh, outcomes are, are king and outcomes are, are key, okay? What are the cookie cutters missing that we, we get, okay? We're looking for the root cause of your symptoms, okay? If you have shoulder pain, I would say half the time, I'm not even touching your shoulder joint, I'm fixing your shoulder blade because usually it's a shoulder blade problem as it moves in 3D, causing the impingement or that pain down, you know, distal to the shoulder that kind of, sometimes it's like two inches away from your actual shoulder joint. It's, it's on your kind of the distal insertion of your deltoid or kind of like right there, right in the, you know, it's not in the shoulder joint, but every time you lift up, especially between 80 and 120 degrees, you get a pinch or like a shooting, okay? We're gonna find the root cause of that. And a lot of times that's because of tight mobility in your mid back, that's because of poor mobility in your lats, which actually start at your low back, but cause internal rotation of the shoulder, okay? We're looking at everything, okay? It's not just a joint that's involved here, okay? It's more complicated than that, all right? Muscles, nerves, fascia, viscera okay everything's involved we have to look at everything your pt needs to take the time and look at all the systems okay your connective tissue is very complex okay and trigger points in different muscle groups uh such as the lats and uh, uh other muscle groups like teres major teres minor infraspinatus these trigger points can really affect uh and cause cause a lot of pain okay so we need to be, be able to identify where they are okay and uh and hit them at the root cause okay typically my equation when i'm looking at any really any pain but especially shoulder pain is is finding creating movement okay and then what i want to do is strengthen into that movement and then finally provide a little brain body reinforcement which we call neuromuscular re-education to make sure that your brain learns that new pattern and it keeps that pattern Okay, so that's creating muscle length using my hands, either through massage or grasping or dry needling or spinal manipulation, whatever it takes to get new muscle length. Then strengthening into that new range, okay, and then a little neuromuscular reeducation. So, holistic total body approach is the only way to fix that. Okay, you got to look at it from from ten thousand feet, not you know right at this level. Okay, you got to look at the whole body. And also, we're doing a disservice uh, to our patients if we're, if we're not looking at other variables, right? So maybe this person's coming in, you know, and their shoulders are up toward their ears and they're super stressed out. And you can tell, um, you know, that they haven't eaten in <laughs> a day or two because they're just so busy. Uh, they're crazy. They're, you know, they got kids at home. They're trying to work from home. There's a million things going on. That needs to be addressed, right? And if we personally are are too busy to address it, then we bring somebody else in who's a health coach uh, to address it. 
like things like nutrition, things like that. If you're taking a bunch of supplements, uh, there's somebody whom we work with, uh, Valerie Legendre, who's phenomenal at that. Uh, if it's really, you know, if we really need to bring in that, um, that second player to look at the plan of care, uh, Val is actually a doctor of PT herself, and she's an expert at looking things like, um, nutrition and stress. And she, she does a full needs assessment. Uh, so we pull her in if we need that. Um, but just, again, we're addressing it, right? We want to look at that. We, we understand that nutrition plays a role. Sleep plays a role. Uh, all those things matter. So hard work does pay off with, with professional help. Okay. So it takes time to strengthen your muscles. Okay. You can't simply go to PT twice. Okay. And fix the problem. Just go home with your home exercises and say, okay, I'm good. I got these exercises, you know, the problems can be fixed. Uh, I'm good to go. It just, it doesn't work that way, especially with the shoulder, because it's so easy to do the, the movements wrong. So especially side-lying external rotation, if you're lying on your side doing external rotation technique. If that shoulder's gliding forward, you're, you're still living in a secondary impingement world because you've got instability, right? Your shoulder's coming forward. So you may need a PT to hold that shoulder joint back for two weeks until you can actually do the exercise properly. Okay. Um, you need to make sure that you're doing the exercises properly. If you're not, it could make the problem worse, especially in the shoulder. Okay. It takes time to fix shoulders. It just does. Okay. It's at least three months. And the research points to uh, satisfaction rates are really at 75% of folks are getting an excellent outcome between six and 12 months of conservative therapy. 85% are feeling better uh, at a year and a half, okay, with conservative care, without surgery, okay. And this is just with any rotator cuff tendinopathy. If you get a full cuff tear, it's a different story, uh, but partial cuff tears, impingement, you're, you're, you will have a successful outcome if you get good therapy, uh, but you have to put in the time and understand that at first, we may want to see you three times a week for a couple of weeks just to make sure that you're doing things properly. Um, most people want that easy solution and they don't want to put in the hard work, but if you put in the hard work, you will get better. What are the barriers to care? So what keeps people from coming to concierge and you know, getting their shoulders fixed? What are the common things that I hear? Okay. So I would say the number one thing that I hear is, ah, oh, you know, it's just, it's just been a couple of weeks, you know, it's, it's going to go away. You know, I'll just take some ibuprofen. It's going to be fine. Well, if you're 60 years old, we already know there's a 50% chance that you have a cuff, at least a partial cuff tear, cuff tear. So if you have a rotator cuff tear, you want to get that addressed immediately. So I think my answer to that is if you're over 60, you should be in PT yesterday. Uh, if you're younger than 60, it gets a little bit more complicated, right? So people start talking about, ah, I'm too busy with work. I got a career. You know, my kids are home all the time. I need to be home with my kids. You know, that deductible, I don't know. I mean, you know, however much it costs to come in, that's, you know, that's too expensive for me over time. You know, you look at a whole plan of care that's expensive, right? I don't know if my health is worth that. We know the answer to that. I know my, I know the answer to that. And when you look at the outcomes and, you know, if you need surgery and things like that, it makes a lot more sense to, to fix the problem and invest in your body now than it would, you know, to put the problem off. The last piece is motivation, right? So are you, can you get motivated enough to, to understand that you're going to have to do some exercise, you're going to have to show up, but you will feel better, right? And that's part of, you know, a PT's job too. And why rapport with your providers is so important because their job is to keep, my provider's job is to keep our patients motivated to get the outcomes that, that we know they're going to get if they, if they um, 
come in for their, their appointments, okay? I get it, everybody's busy, I'm busy, okay? But we just need to understand that in order to get better, there's gonna be an exercise component, but there's also gonna be a manual component to things too, okay? And unfortunately, it's not just gonna, a cortisone shot or a, uh, you know, some steroid pills or uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory ibuprofen is, isn't gonna fix the problem. Neither is YouTube, okay? You can't just go to YouTube and say, I got a shoulder problem, can you fix it for me? We don't know your diagnosis, okay? There's three different types of impingement, just shoulder impingement, which are all treated differently. So if we don't know your diagnosis, you're going to YouTube, you could actually make it worse. We don't want that, okay? Especially get a labral tear, you get instability in the shoulder, you know, good luck. That's, you know, it's a recipe for disaster, okay? Let's talk about the stickier topics, okay? How about being unsure of whether PT is gonna help? How about being unsure of whether surgery is gonna fix the problem? How about being misled? How about those rubs, you know, the rubs, the creams, the Bengays, that's ah, gonna solve my shoulder pain, right? The late night infomercials, I know we've all seen them, we've all been there. Uh, you don't know where to start. Do I start at my primary care? Do I call Sean? Do I call Dr. Leahy? Uh, what do I do? Who can I trust? Who are the best providers in my area? Good question. <laughs> so why should, you, why should you trust me, right? So do you really know what's going on with me personally in my specific scenario? So until you come in, I don't, right? So I need to be able to do that evaluation. But um, you know, I've been treating shoulder pain for a long time. I'm board certified in orthopedics. And that board certification is, is important when you look at imaging and really being able to clinically diagnose what's going on. Right, so clinically, I'm right there. OCS PTs are right there with orthopedic surgeons in diagnosing um, disease, shoulder disease specifically. And that's compared against MRIs and CT scans, okay? My doctorate's from Northeastern. Uh, we take plenty of Northeastern clinical students. We've got a great relationship with Northeastern Mass College of Pharmacy. Uh, you know, and I'm a private practice owner. You know, I own, I own the business. We're opening up in Westboro soon. Uh, I got a book coming out, you know, we got a podcast, I contribute worldwide to uh, editorials and, uh, you know, I, I like to think that uh, we do a good job here, okay. So let's just dive into a couple treatment things, right? So diagnoses and, and things like that are just uh, generally, why am I, you know, I'm just stiff, right? So I'm, you know, 40, 50, 60, even I feel stiff. I wake up, my neck sometimes is just stiff when I turn it. Okay, why am I stiff? Do I, do I just need a massage? And who doesn't love it? I mean, who doesn't love a good massage? A nice massage is great, right? But is it going to do anything for your stiffness, that stiffness problem? <laughs> it's going to make you feel good for a couple hours, okay? Massages always do, but they don't go deep enough, right? And by deep enough, I really mean, you know, one to two centimeters, which you can only get there with a, the dry needle, um, you know, and, and Graston tools, which are, that's a medical technique. Those are medical techniques. You're not going to find Graston tools at uh, Tumota Day Spa and Salon, okay? You're just not going to. Wonderful salon, by the way. Um, but only a doctor really knows where the muscles that are tight on your body are, okay? You've got an extensive understanding of anatomy. Uh, many of us have actually, you know, dissected um, cadavers and we know, you know, so you just have a much higher level of understanding, okay? And we've got different techniques, you know, with our manual skills that we can use. It's not just our hands. We can use tools, needles, cups, you know, all that stuff. We can also use massage, right? Uh, but the key here is that what's causing that stiffness? Is it neurological? Is, it, is there a pain? Is there a muscle tear causing that stiffness? Okay. 
So let's dive into, um, you know, some diagnoses and, and what might be causing some stiffness and, and pain. Okay. Rotator cuff tendonitis, pretty common, but not as common as tendinosis. Okay. So tendonitis is that initial shoulder pain, the five to 10 days, oh, my shoulder, I did something at CrossFit or at the gym. Oh, my shoulder's killing me. I was just doing some work in the back. I was hammering for, you know, 24 hours straight <laughs> my roof. I don't know. Okay, I don't see this too often, but sometimes I do. Okay, is it five days or is it three to four months? It's going been going on for five days. You know, my answer to you is, you know, we're going to look at your mechanics and see that everything's moving, but we want to make sure that, uh, you know, you're taking some non-steroid anti-inflammatories, so some ibuprofen, and really hitting that inflammatory process. You're probably having pain because there's an inflammation. It's a tendonitis. Itis means inflammation. Okay. Now, tendinosis, that's more common. Okay, so that's what we're seeing from our repetitive uh, gym athletes, our repetitive, um, you know, the people that are sitting at the desk with shoulder pain, the posture, poor posture, okay. So what happens with that is that you get these dense populations of fibroblasts, disorganized collagen, and vascular hyperplasia. All of these are signs and symptoms of, you know, unhealthy tendon tissue, which happens over time, okay. And this is from cadavers. We know this from cadavers, but... With those, with the dense fibroblasts and disorder, you wouldn't, as a doctor, correlate that with pain. So why is there pain, right? So if there's no inflammatory markers and they've done histology studies of these tendons and they don't have the, the macrophages, they don't have these common inflammatory markers, which you know, communicate, send substance P up to your brain and, and that's why you have pain, it's from chronic overuse, okay? so. Tendinosis is that chronic overuse. We know what tendinosis responds well to. Tri-needling, joint manipulation, advanced manual therapy. Okay, so we know how to fix the tendinosis. We just don't necessarily know why it's painful. Okay, but my anecdotal answer to this is, and my thought process is, because what's happening at the shoulder and the pain that's happening at the shoulder is not actually coming from the shoulder joint. Okay, it's coming from the shoulder blade. So as the shoulder blade moves in 3D around your shoulder girdle, that's the key mechanical player in shoulder pain. Okay, and nobody's really been able to look at this. They did a study in 1990, which is 30 years ago, saying, you know what, these people are coming in with shoulder pain, but there's no inflammatory markers. Why does it hurt? Well, how about taking a look at their mechanics and figuring out why that shoulder is painful in the first place? And then we'll find a solution. Okay. Uh, and again, when we're fixing rotator cuff tendon problems, you know, our goal is to increase blood flow to the rotator cuff tissue. We're going to do everything we can to do that, but we also need to fix the, the, the shoulder blade and externally rotate it, open it up so that it moves on your body. Okay. We use massage, manual therapy, and, you know, postural improvement techniques to do that. So do I need surgery? It's torn. How do you fix a tear? Okay, and this is going to be a wonderful question. We're going to bring this up with Dr. Leahy in a little bit, but uh, you know, knowing our stats, right, that over you know fifty percent of those who are sixty uh, plus years old uh, have at least a partial rotator cuff tear, um, how do we know how to fix that, right, or whether it needs whether it needs to be fixed? There's a couple different tests clinically that I look at, um, you know, that are that are pretty highly sensitive and specific to rotator cuff tears. Um, but clinically, the most relevant one is, you know, if I lift up your arm and it just drops, chances are you're going to full cough, okay? If I move your arm out to the side of your body, I hold it and I let go and it swings back in. 
that's pretty highly correlative to, you know, a full thickness rotator cuff tear. Uh, but if you're able to move that arm, you're able to get up and down, you've just got pain, we're going to go ahead and dive in and try to fix that, okay? Um, typically, the chronic, the acute rotator cuff tear, so if you fall and tear a rotator cuff or, you're, you know, your dog sees something and, and just, you know, takes off and your shoulder, you know, you hurt your shoulder, you want to get into surgery right away because that's real viable muscle tissue and we don't want it to roll back, okay? Um, Chronic tissue tends to just develop fatty infiltrate over time. Like a, I say like a ribeye steak. And I wonder if Dr. Lee has a different analogy, but that's what I've heard over time. Uh, and it'd be interesting to see what he says, you know, having repaired, you know, thousands of them. Um, but the chronic repairs are obviously a lot more difficult to, to get to stick. Uh, the older you are, the less, you know, likely the outcome is going to be positive, but uh, we're definitely going to want to look at you if you just got a partial thickness tear. Okay. Shoulders that snap, crackle, and pop. Okay, my first question is, is there pain? Okay, if there's no pain, you know, and there's no mobility issues, um, you know, we'll look at it, but I, the first thing I'm gonna do is fix your mobility. So if you have no mobility issues, I'll look at the strength, but maybe give you a little strength uh, and posture education. But snap, snap, crackling, popping is, is, you know, just maybe a little sign of instability or just, you know, an active lifestyle. We're not touching that, okay? But if it hurts, then we're gonna look at it, okay? What are some risk factors? Okay. So especially when you're talking about getting surgery, you know, nobody wants to hear that they're doing an operation on a smoker. Okay. Cause that doubles to rehab time. Uh, cardiovascular hypertension, um, obesity, you know, these are all things that are just tied to poor to worse outcomes. Okay. Um, and again, uh, if you have an MRI and it confirms a full rotator cuff tear, we probably already knew that. Um, if somebody's coming in with a positive drop arm or a external rotation lag test, I'm sending you right to Dr. Lee. So you've got a full thickness tear. Now what? Okay. So first we need to figure out if it's a partial thickness, it's something we can treat or if it's a full thickness. Okay. So it's a full thickness tear and you get all the positive testing. I'm sending you to fill and we're going to see what we're going to do. Okay. Uh, if it's a partial thickness tear, we're going to look at why, like, why, where is that coming from? Okay. Is it something you were playing baseball or golf or tennis? You're doing something and it's, or swimming uh, and it's something that came on uh, rapidly, or is it something that's just been happening over time? You know, insidious onset, you don't really know how it happened. It just hurts. Okay. There are a couple things that I look at, right? So, um, you know, especially in treating non-operatively and treating conservatively, which is what we do in physical therapy is, you know, I look at every, I look at your age, I look at, um, you know, if we've got imaging, what type of acromion you have, because sometimes over time, those acromion can, can change in their patho in their, um, in, in the way they look, right? And uh, that can cause, you know, impingement in itself, and we don't want that in fraying of the tendons. So that's something I look at, and that can be debrided or cleaned up, um, you know, during surgery. But uh, there's four different joints, you know, major players that are involved at the, uh, at the shoulder, and all of them need to be addressed in order to, uh, to properly, uh, you know, fix the shoulder. Uh, but just in general, I mean, if, if you don't have, you know, if you're really stuck and can't go to PT or, you know, whatever, if you've got a barrier, you know, the three exercises that you just absolutely have to be doing if you have shoulder pain, or shoulder bilateral external rotation, a prone YTNI, and rows, okay? If you just do those three exercises and maybe you're between 20 and 50 years old, okay, chances that you're gonna have a positive outcome, at least 
or at least touch that shoulder pain and make it a little bit better are gonna be pretty good, okay? Those three exercises and the pictures and videos uh, of those exercises are available on my website. So go to the shoulder pain free report, just download it. It'll send you right to a YouTube link uh, and you'll be good to go there. Uh, you know, another key too is you have a rotator cuff tear. Maybe you've had it for a while. You've been in and out of PT a couple of times. It's either been successful or it hasn't been successful, but you still want to work out and be active and healthy. Uh, when you go to the gym and you lift your upper body, you need to be doing three back exercises for every one chest exercise. Okay, so I don't want to see anybody with a shoulder, uh, either shoulder impingement or really any rotator cuff or shoulder pain doing more than that ratio. So doing, you know, and I, I would even, I wouldn't count a lat pull down as a back exercise because that's actually an accessory internal rotator that'll cause uh, some impingement problems. So, so I want to see, you know, a prone YT and I, I want to see maybe a cable row, um, you know, or in a TRX opener, and then you can do the bench press. Okay, so three to one there. And again, you should be getting results eight to 12, eight to 10 weeks, because that's how long it takes for muscles to strengthen. Okay. So let's say you have frozen shoulder, or you know somebody who does have frozen shoulder, or you've got diabetes, you've got thyroid issues, and you're worried about getting frozen shoulder. How do you get rid of the pain? Okay. More common in females. Okay. The typical age is between 40 and 65. Okay. Uh, you're also at an increased risk, uh, risk of having the opposite shoulder involved. Okay. 30% more likely. So you just gotta, you gotta start with the thorough evaluation with a physical therapist. Your PT, a good PT will know what to look for in your past medical history. They're gonna know if you need a cortisone shot because that's pretty successful in stage one of, um, you know, of the freezing process. We're gonna wanna hit you with a cortisone shot and stretch you, okay? But just the management is so key. You just need to get in with a specialist so that it, this could be an 18 month process of the freezing. So it's very painful guys. It's not a fun, a fun diagnosis. So the earlier you can get intervention, the better. Okay. Uh, do not mask this with pills, please, please, please. If you start noticing your shoulders losing range of motion, do not just stop using your shoulder and mask it with ibuprofen. Please go see a specialist. Okay. A couple of these moves to sleeper stretch, prayer stretch, and cross arm stretch are great. Okay. Um, we also found that some weight bearing exercises combined with electroacupuncture, which we do here uh, and some e-stim uh, were effective in treating patients with frozen shoulder. So I need a rotator cuff repair. Uh, what should I expect? What should I look for in an ortho? Okay, so these are gonna be great questions too for Dr. Leahy, we'll, we'll uh, fill us in at two o'clock. But uh, you know, I would hope that he would send for pre-op physical therapy, especially to make sure that you know, it's, it's actually an operable shoulder to shoulder that people want to get a surgery on and they, they can't just be cured with PT, okay? You know, it's 12 weeks generally uh, after data surgery until you can strengthen that rotator cuff. So if you get a supraspinatus or an infraspinatus repair or a combination thereof, teres minor, whatever you get repaired, uh, 12 weeks, okay, those muscles need to strengthen up uh, and really solidify before any surgeon wants you strengthening, okay? You know, and please just find a surgeon who comes recommended by both your friends and your healthcare providers. So, you know, ask your physical therapist, ask your primary care uh, because they're going to know, I mean, they're in the business, right? So ask your primary care who they would send their, you know, loved ones to, to get their shoulders done. Okay. Good. And just one more point on this, a stronger rotator cuff going into surgery bodes better for outcomes. Okay. 
so the PT principles of a successful rehab plan for cuff repair. Okay. Uh, how about just education on the timeline? So a lot of people, they don't know how long they're going to be in the sling for. Um, they don't know when they can shower. They don't know when they can take their dog for a walk, drive. And these are all good questions for your orthopedic surgeon because it just depends on what they repair. Okay. But that's a great uh, first follow-up conversation. Okay. And really, you know, you should know, you know, when you can shower and all that stuff before you have surgery. Um, but we're going to want to keep the incisions clean and all that good stuff. So um, I'm sure uh, Dr. Lee will talk about that a little bit too, but uh, there's always going to be a protocol in place. Okay. Uh, and that's going to be monitored by the very closely by the PT. And there's going to be consistent surgical follow-up. Okay. So the biggest things the surgeons are going to look for, they, they want to make sure that Obviously, the tendon's still viable, right? But they're going to want to make sure that the joint isn't infected. They're going to look at the medical red flags, okay? You don't have an exorbitant amount of pain, things like this, okay? Um, you know, it depends on the surgeon when they want to see you. Typically, it's, you know, once or twice every couple months, okay? Uh, and the rehab depends, okay? So it's, it's very dependent. It's not a cookie-cutter approach to rehab. So it depends on the size of the tear, the quality of the tissue, um, the type of the surgical repair, your age, the chronicity, okay, what's your, are you a smoker, non-smoker, all that stuff, uh, you know, contributes, okay. Six months plus for a return to golf, swimming, and tennis with clearance from your PT and ortho, and then one year until you're feeling, feeling normal again. Okay. So how are we different? What is our method? What makes concierge PT special? Okay, and I've, I've talked about this a little bit, right, about our whole body treatment approach. But really, it's the holistic version of physical therapy, okay? So your shoulder doesn't exist in isolation, okay? Uh, we may need to loosen up your lats, which attach at your low back. We may need to hit your teres major. We may need to, uh, you know, loosen up your sternoclavicular joint and some of your ribs and things like that in order to really get that shoulder blade to move and get you the range of motion that you need in order to get rid of your shoulder pain, okay? How do we do that? Well, we have a unique way of looking at the shoulder in 3D, okay? So we're looking at all different directions and we're loading it, we're doing functional activities. We're not just saying, hey, lift your shoulder up, does that hurt, okay? We're looking at your whole body, especially if you do, you know, and depending on what your uh, job is, your occupation, what you like to do to work out, we're incorporating that as well. Specifically, we offer advanced techniques, you know, spinal manipulation, dry needling, all that stuff. That doesn't matter to you. All that matters is we're looking at things and we've got a, a unique and vast toolbox to fix your, your problem. So is there a long-term solution? It's should I be seen right away? Okay, so the key is if you do not have a full rotator cuff tear, a full thickness tear, you should get into PT uh, because 75% will feel better within six to 12 months and 85% will have success with PT in 18 months. The research says it is a year and a half sometimes for shoulder problems, impingement, labral tears, uh, partial rotator cuff tears uh, to get better. So it might be a year and a half, okay? And that's not the answer that everybody wants to hear. And it doesn't mean that you're going to be in PT for a year and a half, but it might be a year and a half non-operatively to fix your problem, okay? That may or may not include cortisone shots, depends if, if it's inflamed. If you've got a painful arc, so specifically, if you lift up your arm, and between 80 degrees and 120 degrees of lifting it up, you have, away from your body, you have pain, you should go see a PT. Okay. If you have constant pain or referred numbness and tingling down your arm, go see a PT. Okay. And again, you're 60 plus, just get a movement evaluation to start there.
they we may even pick up pick up things that have nothing to do with your shoulder. But I'm a huge proponent of that. Okay. So simply, how can we work with you and your team? Where do I begin to get help? Okay. So right now, I'd say call our Sutton Sutton location. We're opening up a Westboro location in the spring of 2021. You do not need a referral to come see us. Uh, and if you do, our front desk can easily secure that. Uh, it should not restrict your access uh, to get an appointment. Usually we have appointments available same day. So I try to do my best to get everybody in within 24 hours, uh, but it is first come first served. Uh, we are very busy this time of year. Uh, so I, I try to tell people, you know, we'll do what we can, um, but uh, first come first served, okay? We're 10 minutes from downtown Worcester. We're right on route 146. And what I always say is just, we start with an evaluation and then we develop the plan of care. So uh, we look at you, whole body, see what's going on. And then we say, this is what you need. X amount of times per week for this many weeks. Okay. We've got six doctors on staff now. Uh, and then we'll have more once we open up Westboro. Uh, we're available from Monday to Saturday. Okay. So we get Saturday morning appointments from eight to two, actually. So even early afternoon, Saturday, we're open early and we're, we close late. Okay. So anybody uh, who's working, you know, we've got 7 a.m. appointments and 7 p.m. appointments. Thanks again for tuning in to the Hooked on Health podcast with your host, Dr. Sean T. Lorden, author of The 11 Winning Secrets to Stop Beijing in Its Tracks and owner, private practice owner of Concierge Physical Therapy in Sutton, Mass., and soon to be Westboro, Mass. Thanks again for tuning in.